Welcome to the Road Safety Podcast, the podcast that keeps driving for work and how to manage risks in the mind of people and business across Scotland. Our conversations will help you understand where driving for work sits within the safe system approach. We all have a part to play in keeping ourselves and each other safe on the roads. This podcast is brought to you by your host, Dr. Karen McDonnell. As Occupational Health and Safety Policy Advisor at ROSPA, I am responsible for the delivery of the work of the Scottish Occupational Road Safety Alliance. Today we're going to be discussing an overview of the importance of managing occupational road risk as you would any other risk to your organisation. Episode 2 focused on the importance of planning. Today we're exploring what organisations need to do to manage the risk. So to discuss this, I'm joined by Roger Bibbing's MBE, Partnership Consultant, ROSPA. Roger was ROSPA's Occupational Safety Advisor for nearly 20 years, retiring from the role in 2014. Prior to this, he was for 17 years Health and Safety Advisor at the Trades Union Congress, where he worked closely with the Health and Safety Commission and Executive, and also with the European Commission. He is the originator of ROSPA's work on the management of occupational road risk and perfectly placed to help you understand the concept and the steps towards managing the risk in your organisation. Uh, can you briefly explain what is meant by driving and riding for work? Well, well driving and riding for work it is where the use of a vehicle or being on the road is part of your job. Yeah, It may be actually be your whole job. You, your whole job may actually involve driving, just driving a vehicle from A to B because you're delivering goods or people and so on. But driving for work is where you have to be driving a car or a van who might even be uh, on a motorcycle, for example, going somewhere to do your job, to deliver a service uh, or to meet people, to, to carry out some part of your job function. The travelling on the road is part of that. So driving forward is where you're involved in using, using a vehicle, part of your job, is where they can't do the job without driving. And yet they tend to they tend to not think very much about the driving. They just think, well, that's just something you have to do to get on with your job. Actually, it's the most uh, risky part of their working day, not just for them, but the risks that they pose to other road users. So the, the do stage is underpinned by successful planning. Can you recap on the planning stage and really the key do's and don'ts? You need to have a plan for just in the same way as if you're managing other, any other path of health and safety, you need to have a planned approach. So you do need to do the same when it comes to managing risk on, risk on the road. That means having the right policies, the right clear policies in place, the right people, the right um, leadership and so on, the right procedures, the right processes. And, and so you need to have an o overall plan. The key principle is that every journey undertaken on the road as part of work needs to be something that is actually that isn't just undertaken spontaneously or haphazardly. It's something uh, where, where there is a planned approach. And that, that means looking at where the risks are, are likely to be enhanced, for example, by features of the journey, the journey task, features of the vehicle you may be using, and features of the driver and seeing what you can do uh, actually promote as best you can safer journeys, safer vehicles, safer drivers. So the doing yeah, is actually implementing those measures, whatever they may be. Other, other parts of the doing, if you like, are also providing uh, data to make sure that you're actually doing those things and you're capturing data 
when things go wrong or they nearly go wrong. And I emphasize the nearly go wrong. Our drivers can learn from near misses and incidents. Okay, it's hard sometimes to own up to these things because people are worried about fault and so on. Uh, but if we can capture data on where things are nearly going wrong, then we can uh, try and improve our overall uh, driver experience. Some of the things we're trying to avoid, for example, distractions. So, for example, where people are distracted, for example, mobile phones you shouldn't be using, but there are lots of other forms of distraction in the vehicle uh, lead to crashes or, or, or incidents. I'd say every journey should be a planned journey. But the first thing to ask ourselves is, do we actually need to be on the road in the first place? In, in health and safety, the first thing to do with hazards is to try to eliminate them. It doesn't mean to say it's perfect. There are, there are many advantages, of course, to remote working. And when it comes to uh, road travel, it means uh, we're not putting ourselves and other people at risk on the road. We're not causing pollution. We're not having impact on the environment. And uh, the pandemic has led to uh, much more creative use of remote conferencing, for example, uh, which has made a lot of journeys unnecessary. It's increased productivity. It's less impact on, uh, on the environment. Uh, if we do decide a journey is necessary, then we need some plan that journey in the most efficient way, in the safest way. So uh, what about the, the time of day we're doing it? What about the routes we're following? What about the weather conditions? Uh, a whole host of other things to make sure, uh, particularly for routine journeys, that uh, they are uh, put together in the best, best possible way and that we learn from experience and that we think ahead. So, for example, if there's going to be some special event um, on a route that we normally take, um, can we replan the route i'll be using all the route planning information uh, that is available to us i'll be really not just jumping in a vehicle and going yeah but thinking ahead and making sure that the, the routing that the timing the weather conditions uh, are the best are the best they can be uh, we tend not to do that but actually uh, uh, there are lots of benefits to operationally to a business from better journey planning. I think that the emphasis on journey planning helps us uh, begin to tackle, for example, uh, inappropriate speed. You know, so if you're if you're setting realistic schedules uh, and deadlines, um, you know, the, to use an appropriate speed uh, is less of a challenge uh, for the individual driver. So we start then to tackle uh, the, the fatal four that way. Um, simple things also like seatbelt wearing, the fitness to drive uh, of drivers so that they're not impaired by uh, alcohol or drugs can also be picked up within this do uh, element, can't they? Yeah, so, yeah, so, so if you start with the, we started talking about journeys, but actually the first thing to do before we get in the vehicle to make sure that, is it the right vehicle for the job? Yeah. Are we actually trying to carry equipment inappropriately um, in a car and we should be using a van? If we're using a van, is it properly secured? Has the vehicle has the vehicle been serviced? Are we actually carrying out daily checks on the vehicle, looking at um, tyres and doing all the basic daily checks to be out there on the road, concentrating on the driving and not just on the pressures of work. Uh, and things, things like, for example, uh, mobile phone policy should be very basic, very clear. No use of mobile communication while driving. Clear approach to uh, taking rest breaks, particularly if you're driving all day. Plan your rest stops in advance. Be clear with your managers when you're going to be stopping, when you're going to be taking your, your calls or voicemail, uh, when you're going to be responding to people. A very clear message on your mobile phone. Sorry, I can't take a message at the moment I'm driving, but I will call you back 
shortly when I stopped on my break. And it's just all very, very basic stuff, which is now, you know, widely accepted. In terms of business-to-business learning, uh, we have that emphasis on uh, the do's and don'ts. You've provided some clear uh, safe roads, safe vehicle and safe and healthy driver perspectives. What one tip would you give people about the doing stage that they can take away? The most important uh, thing about road safety is to make sure you've done it. Yeah, And so the monitoring and the checking of what actually happens out there on the road is absolutely there is lots of software available now in vehicle software which can show you um, when people, where people are driving, how fast they are driving, when they were braking uh, suddenly, and so on. And lots, lots of the very clever stuff for gathering data, so you can check on what you've actually done and see whether it's not it's made a difference. For managers, the gathering of data on vehicle, on drivers, on vehicles, on journeys, on incidents, uh, using that in a systematic way to work out where you've got problems and whether they're getting better or whether they're getting worse or or whether or not the things you're doing are leading to improvements, even in things, for example, like uh, bumps and scrapes and bent metal. Some of the the biggest business benefits from managing occupational roadless, preventing the very serious crashes, they come from uh, dealing with just basic vehicle damage. When you look at it in the round, um, it's really really very, very substantial. Better driving is part of your overall company image, particularly if, if your drivers are driving livery vehicles. Why pay for all that expensive PR yeah, uh, where if your drivers are immediately going to tarnish your corporate image by driving badly in uh, a vehicle that's got your company logo blazoned all over the outside? I think the emphasis on data gathering across, you know, in, in a very holistic way, the importance of having the right data uh, to focus on driving down the statistics really does contribute to business efficiency, as we, as we understand. So uh, definitely connecting through uh, scores for this business to business learning uh, processes is hugely valuable and will make a difference. My thanks to our guest, Roger Bibbings, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your usual podcast provider so you don't miss an episode. And we'd love it if you could leave a review. It really does make the podcast easier for others to find. I'm Karen McDonnell, and thank you for listening.